today. The FBI botches yet another investigation. I know you guys are very, very surprised. Also, the government continues to admit that those stupid diapers that you were putting on your face never worked the whole time. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Hey, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, uh, back from the dead, the dead being my bed, which I was uh, relegated to after I suffered a crippling back injury uh, doing the awful, awful work of putting my toddler up on my shoulders and back down. That's how I, that's how old I am now. Uh, but I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be joined in studio by uh, Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor Thank and you. host of the Yaku Buyans show. Also, Aldo Borazzoni, men's rights activist, yes, of course, and political commentator. <laughs> thanks for being here. And, of course, one of my favorites. Uh, we are also joined remotely by Jesse Kelly, host of The Jesse Kelly Show. Although, Jesse, I feel like uh, you need no introduction. Everyone already knows who you are. Everyone knows who I am, Sarah. That, look, I consider this giving back. I love to spend time with old people. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jesse. I appreciate it. Uh, so let me, I wanted to, to make sure to bring you on specifically, Jesse, for this story about the FBI. Um, as I mentioned, I didn't, I ha we had to do a rerun yesterday because I was out of commission. So we haven't had a chance to get into this story at all yet. Um, so this transpired over the weekend. Uh, obviously, we talked about the, um, the man. Well, if you are listening to um, the, the mainstream media, this was... Um, a British, what was it? A British, a, uh, a British speaker. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like uh, this man who was from Britain, and this man who spoke like he was from England uh, actually took over and took hostages in a Jewish house of worship. This was in our uh, in our area. Uh, so this was in Colleyville, Texas. So right here down the street from where we are located here in the Dallas suburbs, and um, this man, of course takes all of these people hostage and demands a release of a terrorist. And um, we heard not only the FBI, but also the, uh, uh, the president himself say, look, uh, you know, yes, this was uh, an English speaker who may have gone to a Jewish synagogue, who may have, uh, you know, um, like targeted this synagogue specifically, who may be asking for a release of a Islamic terrorist um, who is who happens to be serving an 86-year uh, prison sentence for plotting to kill U.S. service members in Afghanistan. He's asking for the release of this man, but we don't really know the motives yet. So we're, we're, let's just wait. Let's take a step back. Uh, if only they would give the people, you know, the parents who are showing up at school board meetings, the yeah. same uh, the, the same deference and not calling them domestic terrorists, but very very quick to uh, to go ahead and um, say, look, we don't know the motivation for this. So um, so Jesse, I know I think we just had some technical issues, but I know you're back now. I'm not sure how much you heard of that, but I was just laying out what happened with uh, the FBI, just kind of the the whole uh, transpiring of the initial. Yeah, I mean, look, we've got all of these signs that point to this guy specifically targeting uh, this Jewish synagogue, but we don't really know the motivation. And then, you know, the next day, a couple days later, the, the more information trickles out that they're like, oh, yeah, well, by the way, he's probably a terrorist. But there was no way for us to know that before. Your thoughts, Jesse? 
my thoughts are this is the most dangerous thing happening in America today. And while it's, it, I mean, we rant about it now and then, we frankly don't pay near enough attention to this at all. I mean, people need to remember the NSA just spied on Tucker Carlson's private text messages and emails and then leaked the contents of that information to the media so they would run the story and destroy his life. Mm-hmm. The administrative state, the, CIA, the NSA, CIA, FBI, ATF, These organizations have the power to destroy your life. Every single person watching this show, all those texts you send, all the emails, they can make stuff up. They have been given that responsibility, the power to destroy your life. And if they are now hyper-partisan organizations wholly Mm -hmm. dedicated to destroying the right and protecting the the victim classes of the left, Mm -hmm. there is nothing more dangerous going on in the country. Not the debt, not the border, nothing. Nothing else even comes close. If we have a state police arm now that works for the Democrats, it's a big deal. It's not about the, the, the synagogue necessarily. That was just yet another example of the FBI running protection for one of the Democrat victim groups when they'd never give that benefit of the doubt to anyone on the right. They sent 15 Mm -hmm. men to to, to investigate a garage noose for Bubba Wallace when anyone could see it was a garage pull string. They couldn't find any terrorist motive in the guy who tried to kill a bunch of GOP congressmen. No organization whatsoever was found in Antifa and Black Lives Matter burning down American cities. They can't find any motivation for an Islamic terrorist who hates Jews. But boy, you throw on a MAGA hat and walk into the Capitol, (laughs) you got to go to Leavenworth for the rest of your life. It's a big deal. Yeah, um, I totally agree. I mean, just to to bring up another one, uh, to add to your point, Jesse, I think that it was the Pulse nightclub shooter that um, he pledged allegiance to the Islamic State. Like, he said it himself, and they were like, well, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yaku, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Jesse, thank you for going down that, that road. It's so interesting because the fact of the matter is the same FBI will tell you, if they're going to be honest, that we have some of the most radical, most watched, most terrifying mosques in Dallas, Texas, mm. in the nation, that are on, under constant watch for terrorist threats mm. in Dallas, Texas, in Greater Dallas, not very far from there. So, so on the one hand, they know what's going on. They know what's infiltrating our country. But this started with Barack Obama. When Barack Obama wouldn't call it radical Islam, jihadist, terrorists, when we started, you know, watering it down and go, well, we can't offend somebody. What about the American people? At what point? You know, why is it not an outcry of anti-Semitism right now? Why is it not an outcry of the Jewish population going, hey, listen, um, we're targeted here, obviously. Okay, this is a Jewish community by default. Why pick a Jewish community? If you want this terrorist released, why didn't you pick a black community? Yeah. Why don't you go to a Baptist church, a black Baptist church? Or not that I want you to go anywhere, but why pick a Jewish community? It's a, it's a religious war, 100%. And you're talking about targeting a Jewish community by design. They're so brazen that they know this FBI and this administration and the FBI that never belonged to Donald Trump. It was not Donald Trump's FBI. We know that. Mm. This is Barack Obama's FBI. It's Barack Obama's CIA. These guys are playing to the left's playbook and they're picking winners and losers when you're looking at Americans who are in the crosshairs. And that is, I agree with you, that is, I mean, how you can't measure how dangerous that is to civilization in the U.S. today. Yeah, Aldo. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like you said, he was uh, labeled as a British nationalist when clearly he has ties to, um, you know, the Islamic State. I mean, it's, it's beyond parody. 
They said because no, I mean, although it wasn't just that, it was man with British accent. That's what it was. It's ridiculous. And he even said in the standoff that he was motivated because he believes the U.S. only cares about Jewish lives. You know, these are his words, that he was targeting a religious community, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't understand the reluctance to call it out for what it is. You know, we we have to go deeper and look at the motivations for that. Like, is what, what do you guys think it is? Yeah. And I think they're so afraid because to dive into the psyche of the human being, the man, because later we're going to talk about psyche, right? And say this individual, okay, let his own community, them ostracize him and go, hey, he does not speak for us. Let them then go and say, hey, you know what? When someone acts crazy on the right, I go, hey, that guy's not with me, yeah. right? But, but you can't now because you want to placate to a whole voter block, all of a sudden say, well, nothing to see here. Right. Come on. But also, where's the outrage like from the Jewish community? And I think that they're at least waking up a lot to this. I have a lot of Jewish friends that are arming themselves a lot over the last couple of years, buying guns because they realize the need for protecting yourself Mm -hmm. with things like this going Mm on. Um, Jesse, I I, want to ask you, I mean, obviously the FBI is just completely rotten at this point, right? I know when you bring up uh, talk of the deep state, you're labeled conspiracy theorist, you're labeled Alex Jones and all of that. But clearly this has become, uh, you know, just a, a, a politicized arm of well, now the administration, but previously the Obama administration. Um, but, like, is is there any saving the FBI at this point? It, it just needs to dismantle immediately? Because in my opinion, it's just, like, there's there's no looking back. There's no revamping. There's no, you know, let's fire them all and start new. I just, it feels like it's not salvageable at this point. It doesn't feel like it's salvageable, but this is actually part of why I said this is the most dangerous situation going on in the country right now, Sarah, because even if let's say we let's say we dominate 2022 and let's say we win the presidency in 2024 with super majorities in the House and Senate presidency and all those things. The FBI is still there. Mm -hmm. Does the Republican Party have the willpower to disband it? Let's Mm -hmm. just assume the answer is no, because the Republican Party is a bunch of eunuchs. Do they even have the willpower to massively reform it? I'm talking slice off the top five levels of leadership in every single department, because at least it's going to take that to reform it. I don't know that they have the power. That's why I'm worried about this, Sarah. It's not just where it is. It's where it's going. It's it, it's not like there's some entity out there screaming loudly enough, we better stop this. There's there's nobody. This FBI, this DOJ, the State Department, the administrative state itself, they just handcuffed Donald Trump for four years. Mm-hmm. We had the House, Senate, and presidency for two of those. Right. Didn't do squat. They impeached him twice, Russian collusion. The administrative state is the most dangerous thing, and no one even seems that interested in reforming it. We get a couple jerkwater interviews in front of the Senate where some guy makes himself look like a jackass. That's not reform. The FBI goes in front of the Senate and says, well, no question, I can't answer that. I'm not allowed to answer that at this time. Okay, that looks bad, but what happened? Who got fired? Where's the funding? What, What happened? Nothing. Yeah, Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up, Jesse. And I assume that you were uh, partially referencing the the exchange between Ted Cruz and the whatever she was, the deputy secretary, whatever she was. Obviously not a a higher, higher up, Mm -hmm. but she was the one that they chose to do this hearing for January 6th, where Ted Cruz was asking her all of these questions about was the FBI involved? Did the FBI have any informants? And she just kept saying, it was interesting because I feel like if the answer was, Uh, not to my knowledge, or I don't believe so, or I have not been given that information. So as far as I know, the answer is no. But the answer was always, I can't tell you 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't like, am I, am I too cynical or is it like, if the answer was no, they would have just told us. It's not cynical. It's the reality. The yeah. truth is the Federal Bureau of Investigation was knee deep involved in January 6th or the answer would have been no. Mm -hmm. And it's not like this is outside of their history. It just happened. We heard all the news stories about this violent right wing gang getting ready to kidnap and murder the governor of Michigan. And it turns out they were all feds, every single one of them. This is what they do. They do this all the time. The FBI has the power. That's what I'm saying when they aim their sights at the mafia or Republicans, they do have the power to utterly destroy them. They have that power. If they're aimed now at the enemies of the left, we're in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when we talk about the cabal and then by name, we talk about the puppeteers and those who pulled the strings on the presidency, but then you rewind the clock just a year and a half and you go, well, when Donald Trump was in the White House, and I'm saying it again, he did not have an FBI. He did not have a CIA. That should scare the dickens out of Americans because it means we're actually operated and run as a country by those entities. You got a police state. Now all of a sudden you're run by entities that are above the law, outside the law. Their name is the Federal Bureau of Investigation and they can't investigate Hunter Biden for crying out loud, mm -hmm. right? They won't. They are picking and choosing in that. So now all of a sudden it's almost like there's a playing field and okay, you got a Republican, you know, president, but we're still setting the playing field. Yeah. We're still making the ultimate rules and no, Donald Trump, you can't go over there. Come over this way. We're going to leak information from the White House. We're going to spy on you. We're going to wiretap you. You know, and so we're going to we're going to decide. And so ultimately, the playing field of the United States of America has to change. And those who control the playing field, and I think that's what the the ugly head that's rearing right now is. The reality is coming, and going. Oh, wait a second. Maybe we need to go way back and see why did we even start with an FBI? Mm -hmm. What was the original design? Because they've so far migrated from their purpose and intent to actually protect Americans domestically. Mm -hmm. That's a domestic organization, yeah. CIA foreign. They, they're not serving any of that purpose. They, they're an agency for radical change towards the left. Yeah. Well, Jesse, at least, um, you know, if... China comes to take over and we say we welcome our Chinese overlords, at least we will know that the FBI uh, and the CIA are, are more inclusive. Well, well, yes, that's well, look, if China does take over, Sarah, I've seen their spies. I've seen that one. Eric Swalwell was taking a dip in. It won't be the end of the world. <laughs> oh, God, of course. Of course you would. Uh, all right. Jesse Kelly, host of The Jesse Kelly Show. You guys have to make sure to uh, tune into his show. Check him out all over social media. He is like the best, the best social media follow. Uh, I say that with conviction, Jesse. Well, you're right. <laughs> oh, all right. Thanks so much, Jesse. Oh, we appreciate it. All right. We, uh, we've got to go to break, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So you have homeowner's insurance for a reason, right? Because, you know, you think of all the things that could happen, a fire, a flood, a burglary that could just destroy you financially just entirely. You're building up all of this equity in your house and it could be gone in an instant. But there is another major crime that your homeowner's policy doesn't cover that could do the same damage. It's called home title fraud. So the FBI, for what it's worth, <laughs> calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes and it can ruin you financially as well. So this is how it works. Um, a criminal can go online where all every, everything is kept online now, including your home's title. So they can go online, they can find 
find your home's title. They can forge your signature on a bunch of documents stating that you sold your home to them. And then at that point, they can take out a bunch of loans against your home. And of course, you will be on the hook for the payments. Now, you may think that, uh, you know, I have an identity theft program that protects me from that, or I have a, uh, you know, my banking program must protect me from that. No, none of those things do, but Home Title Lock does. They're going to put a barrier around your home's title, and whenever they detect anyone uh, tampering with it, they will work to shut it down. So you got to make sure here. Do yourself a favor, okay? You got to go to HomeTitleLock.com. Just register your address to see if you are already a victim, okay? Do that because you don't want to find out when it is too late and the damage is already done. You can use promo code RADIO for a 60-day money-back guarantee. That is promo code RADIO when you register your address over at HomeTitleLock.com. Let's get into our next topic, and hopefully I can uh, I can hang with you guys because I am so freaking tired, and I'm just I'm just on pain relievers and muscle relaxers. So this should be actually a very fun show. Um, <laughs> so it's just interesting because you know this show is no stranger to uh, the idea that everything that the CDC and the government health officials, the public health experts have been selling us throughout this entire pandemic has been based off of no scientific data, has been completely arbitrary. They have this social distancing rule that says that you must stay six feet apart when you look at the UK and it's a different standard there. There's there's actually no like scientific evidence to suggest that the six feet rule is the actual number. They just came up with that rule and they're like, yeah, we think six feet is fine. Uh, the same thing uh, applies to these cloth masks that I feel like we have been screaming about when we say, you guys, if you have, if you wear like, if you have a beard, if you have facial hair, the mask actually is not doing anything. So like, this is all political theater. This is for nothing. This is not preventing anything. The masks are BS. And we got called all sorts of names, conspiracy theorists, uh, anti-science, science deniers is my favorite. Yeah. Um, and all of these things. And as with everything else in this, in this pandemic, when you wait, I don't know, six months, a year, all of a sudden, all the things that we've been saying this entire time, the mainstream media starts coming around to, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, cloth masks might not be enough uh, as Omicron spreads, which is the latest headline in the Wall Street Journal. Um, they said that uh, the, the sub-headline is, uh, with the new COVID-19 variant surging, doctors advise doubling up or trying N95 masks, uh, which, again, was something that we said, we said, you know what, if you want to actually, if you just want to be objective here, tell everyone to get an N95 mask and make sure that it is fit tested, right? Like make sure that it is fitted for you because just going and grabbing one uh, is not going to do the trick. That is how you're going to at least be, look, if you're going to require these stupid things, at least make sure that they're doing something. Um, and so here we see mainstream media who previously called us all conspiracy theorists and anti-science people and science deniers. Now all of a sudden they're like, oh, actually they're, you know what, you should be doing these things um, the right way. So they've like got this only two years into the pandemic. They've got a diagram on um, what to do to make sure that your mask fits well and, uh, you know, not tuck and bend and wear a K, uh, KN95 or N95 mask and all of these things that we were like, guys, this, this piece of cloth that you're putting on your face doesn't freaking work. It didn't work when it was the Alpha variant or the Delta variant. It doesn't work now that it's Omicron. Thanks for getting on board, I guess. But like, how can 
the American public ever trust you guys again? Yeah. Is it really that they're getting on board? I'm sitting here and I'm contemplating or is it? No, no. Here's the next mechanism to even further narrow the scope and what we're going to press down to you. So now we're going to actually tell you which mask and how to wear it and position. Yeah. So now you're going to get on an airplane. It's going to be no N95 can't fly. And then they come and go and say, well, listen, Aldo, you didn't pinch it quite enough at your nose, so can we pinch it for you? It's another mechanism of control to delay the inevitable of just more regulation, more government. You know, the, the irony in all this is, and you are right, we said this from day one, right? The mask itself now, an N95, a more, a more stringent mask now for a Variant yeah. that's less potent. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Right, right. Oh, when it was COVID, the deadly d killer, mm -hmm. you could wear grandma's knitted <laughs> sweater, okay? <laughs> right. Now you got to go to N95 for a less potent variant. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's true. Well, because they keep saying, well, but it's more transmissible, Aldo. It's more transmissible. It's more transmissible. It's like, right, but if it's just like the cold, who cares? Well, like that was their scapegoat for a while that was saying, well, these are the decisions that we're making based on the information we have yeah. at the time, right? If you look at the Wall Street Journal a year ago, I think it was May 13th, uh, 21, they posted something saying that the unvaxxed are no longer need to wear masks, no longer need to social dis distance. Or the vaxxed. Um, yeah, the vaxxed. Okay. And that was according to the, the CDC. And the CDC is changing that now. And mm -hmm. it's and mm -hmm. it's and they're not even saying that it's with the information that we have now because it's not scientific, right? You saw this a couple weeks ago when Dr. Fauci said, let's cut the incubation period from 10 days to five days. Not because there was new science or new data like they were previously claiming. It was because they were worried about society's ability to continue functioning. Mm -hmm. And so you, you're seeing this switch from, well, it was the information we have and we're basing it on science to the government says so. Just trust us and get in line, sheep. Yeah, I mean, well, let me let me just throw in. I, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, yeah. But let me just throw in, too. There was a, a story that the Federalist ran in November of 2020 that the headline said many studies find that cloth masks do not stop viruses like covid. Um, they CNN, like a bunch of different places, fact checked this particular piece. Um, they said masks work and uh, the fact check cited data from the CDC themselves who obviously like claimed that the cloth masks work. And now all of a sudden, very quietly, the CDC admitted last week um, that they do not, cloth masks do not, which we've heard the several different officials from the CDC come out and say during hearings. So here's the New York Times headline uh, from 2022. The CDC concedes that cloth masks do not protect against the virus as effectively as other masks. Surprise! Surprise, if only we had that data before. Oh, wait, we did, and you guys didn't listen. Well, we only, and, and still, they still don't have data. When they say an N95 can last two and a half hours, it's actually a single-use mask, by the way. But when they say you know, it can last two and a half hours on that graphic, what, with what data? Where's the data? Because you've been having us wear normal cloth masks forever, which you sold. What it's really about is, which mechanism can we use to get you on the teat and get you dependent on submitting and rendering null and void your personal liberty and rights? And so they did it with the cloth mask. Now that that served the purpose, hey, we got them all hooked. They're complying. It's a form of compliance. The vaccine is also a form of compliance. I'm saying that for myself yeah. here. It's a form of compliance. So whatever mechanism they can use to force compliance, they will use. So now it's run its course, the cloth mask. Now they pivot. You know that saying of rather ask for forgiveness than for permission? Mm -hmm. This is what they live by. Hey, they now say we don't know if society can function. Yeah, you broke it.
You bankrupted businesses. Fathers who didn't have income committed suicide. You, you literally decimated the world to a degree. And now you go, oops, sorry, the mask didn't work. But at least we got you on a mask now. Now it's N95 time. Now it's booster number five, booster number seven time. Because you're hooked. Yeah. The people are, they're in that river and they're just going with government. This is the time when you got to get out of that river and go, no more government. Yeah. Done. You speak, I don't listen. Why? I can't trust you for nothing. Yeah. Why should I trust the new data? No, I think you're absolutely right about it being a, a tool of compliance. Um, but also, let's ask a question about other possible motivations, right? Like at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, they said that kids didn't need the shots because they were already immune. Mm -hmm. And now we have emergency authorization to boost up all these kids. And Pfizer is raking in $40.9 billion in revenue over the last year. They're projecting that this year, right? If we have a continued emergency, then they can keep shilling us mm -hmm. the, the solutions to these emergencies. Um, and I think it's the same with the masks, right? Mm -hmm. At the beginning, they said, well, masks don't really work. Um, don't wear them because there was a shortage, I think. But but now they're saying, well, let's wear them. You know, you need to wear them or you're getting, getting, going to get infected when we know that's not true. Right. What are the motivations for that? Where is this money going for mandatory policies that affect every single American citizen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, OK, Aldo, what if they say this is just a just a quick question before we go to break. What if they say you can't function in society unless you wear a mask and you can't have a beard and wear the mask because it doesn't fit properly. Yeah, I'm not shaving. You say, I, I wear the beard or I die. Pretty much, yeah. I, I look like I'm 15 years old when I shave this thing, so me personally. <laughs> but that's not the medicine talking, actually. That's not too far-fetched. No, I know, that's why I'm saying. That's not like, far because where, where they does told it stop? Us. I know, that's why I'm saying. They told us at the beginning that, or I remember, on this show we covered yeah. a diagram that the CDC put out and showed all of these different, like, facial hair uh, you know, different ways of wearing your facial hair and whether or not it would work with a mask. And that was one of the things that I kept going back to every time I see. And I see like these mask Nazis at different stores and they're like these big giant men with beards, which first of all, I'm like, bro, I don't know how you had enough testosterone to grow that beard because uh, you don't need to be like a little bitch about a mask. But secondly, that was a mess. But secondly, it's like, <laughs> Do you have any idea that your mask actually isn't doing jack crap? Like yeah. it's literally your beard is sticking out from the bottom of it. It's literally doing nothing, and you're gonna get mad at me. Sarah, we're masking kids in classrooms. I know. You know like, I know. I mean, it's just, we got kids with facial eczema because the parents wouldn't let the kid take a mask off because they don't know what's going on behind the mask. There's no studies. I know. None in history to prove and and to to verify and authenticate what they're making us do culturally. It yeah. is compliance. Yeah, what let me, let me, hold on, hold on. Let me, I wanna, I wanna get back to this, uh, this discussion, but I have a couple other stories to throw into the equation that I think are going to make your heads explode. Um, but first I wanna thank our sponsor, CB Distillery, new sponsor of the program. So uh, you may be wondering, does CBD work? Uh, well, over 90% of doctors have said their patients have used CBD to treat a health condition. And when nine out of 10 patients use CBD, that really does speak volumes about how safe and effective CBD can be. By the way, that you hear CBD and you're like, are you talking about smoking pot? 
No, I'm not, okay? This is not like, this is not the drug that you're thinking about. You're not gonna like smoke a joint. That's not what this is. So let me tell you about cbdistillery.com. With over 2 million customers, CB Distillery obviously has a ton of satisfied customers to back them up. So when patients tell doctors that they use CBD for help with their health conditions, what are some of those conditions? Okay, sleep. If sleep is a problem for you, 90% of CB Distillery customers said they sleep better with CBD. If nagging discomfort is a problem, 80% of customers said CBD helps with discomfort after physical activity. If you're looking for a little peace and calm these days, you'd be very, very wise to explore CBD. Um, I've used it for sleep as well. It's worked wonders for me. It can work for you. You can go to cbdistillery.com where you order online. There's no prescription required because again, this is not a drug that I'm talking about, all right? You can enter Y for 20% off over at cbdistillery.com. That is promo code Y for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. This is not available, sorry guys, in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota, cbdistillery.com. I want to get in, back into this conversation about control uh, by big government because I think it's a very, very important conversation to have. And I want to give another uh, piece of evidence as to how far it's gone. So a doctor in Maine, this is in this country, in Maine, who has decades of experience treating patients, has had her license suspended and will be forced by the medical board there to undergo a psychological evaluation after what they say is deceptively treating patients with <gasps> hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and sharing controversial opinions about COVID-19 online. Uh, so this, the Board of Licensure in Medicine over in Maine voted unanimously last week to move forward with an investigation into this woman. This is Dr. Merrill Nass. Uh, after there were two complaints lodged against her for, quote, spreading misinformation about COVID-19. Now, you may be wondering, what kind of misinformation was she spreading? Was this like crazy nonsense? Um, so what she said apparently was uh, she questioned the safety and efficacy of widespread vaccination against COVID-19 and suggested that the vaccination campaign uh, is being deployed in part to justify a vaccine passport system. And at one point, she allegedly made an uh, that what they say is an ab unsubstantiated claim, say that three times fast, that COVID vaccines are associated with high rates of miscarriages. By the way, let me just throw in for you another story while we're at it, while we're getting to this. Uh, there are new FOIA docs that were just released that reveal that uh, the Pfizer shot caused an avalanche of miscarriages and stillborn babies. Yep. These are these are in actual documents that were just turned over because uh, the group for public health and medical professionals for transparency asked Pfizer to share all of this data. This was the story that uh, not only Pfizer, but also the FDA, they teamed up together. They hired lawyers and they said, we're not going to give you this information. Uh, they had to take it to a judge because Pfizer wanted to take 55 years to, to do it. And uh, the judge ruled that Pfizer had to start rolling out this information. They had to give like a bunch of pages at a time and make sure that it was over by the end of the year. And um, in this document, in, the, in these documentations, uh, they have a table that gives data on pregnant and lactating women. Um, and uh, table six states that of 270 unique pregnancies that were exposed to the vaccine, no outcome were, were, was provided for 238 pregnancies and 32 pregnancies with known outcomes, 23 spontaneous abortions within that. 
these are miscarriages, of course, two premature births with neonatal death, two spontaneous abortions with intrauterine death, one spontaneous abortion with neonatal death, and one pregnancy with normal outcomes. So out of the 32 pregnancies with known outcomes, 28 resulted in fetal death. Uh, again, yeah. 238 with no outcome provided. Hmm, you have to wonder if that was just a, oh, oops, I guess we won't fill these in because we're finding that there's a way higher prevalence of this than we thought. This is not the only doctor, by the way, that's questioned this. There were several yeah. doctors. I don't know if they were MDs, but I do know, according to the left, if you have a, a doctor by your name, if you have a doctorate in anything, you are a doctor, just like Dr. Jill Biden. There were these doctors, they, these professors, who like started talking about this, and they're like, oh, wait a second. This really messed up my menstrual cycle. Did, oh, yeah, this messed up my menstrual cycle, too. They started asking questions about that. Everyone called them conspiracy theorists. Now, we've already covered on the show. Now, they're finally coming out and saying, well, the, the shot may interfere with your menstrual cycle, but don't worry, it's just short term. Mm. Same thing goes for this. And this doctor gets her license suspended and has to undergo a psychological evaluation because she did things like treat her patients with what she deemed fit and share opinions that ended up being freaking true. It's mm. total insanity, although I'm gonna go to you first. Yeah, well, let's look at Dr. Malone, the guy that invented mm -hmm. the mRNA vaccine. Just a sure. couple days ago, he was, he was mm -hmm. talking about how dangerous it is for the vaccine for kids that are young. I think under 14 is what he said. Um, but really what this is, is an attack on our First Amendment right to share opinions with other people. Right. She is a political dissident and that they're punishing her for that. Uh, I think it's the same kind of thing with um, Djokovic trying to re-enter Australia. Yeah. Right. They barred him from entering the country, not because he was a risk, risk to health, but because he was a risk to political dissent. Um, and, and we're seeing that here in America right now. Like we don't have to, to think of it's coming. It's here. Yeah. It's an yeah. attack on our First Amendment right. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah is, this was a personal blog. A hundred percent. This is this is the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. and May the odds be ever in your favor, guys. This is the Hunger Games, a hundred percent. And if you're Katniss and you dare go in the opposite direction, we will load the game and the system against you at will. We'll break mm -hmm. the rules. We'll make the rules. We're coming for you because you may just be the one to stir up the resistance in your community, and that's what we need to do. Stir up the resistance, local, small. But, but here's the deal, where's the psych eval for a president that can't string sentences together? Where's the psych eval for a guy that calls his VP the president over and over? Where's the psych eval for a guy that goes in front of the world and tells them what to do or they'll die and then walks it back, AKA Anthony Fauci? So where's his psych eval? Where's the psych eval for everybody in the CDC? You know, in, in the, the WHO, right? If you want to psych eval a woman, by the way, where's the right to try in America? Where's the right to try medicine? Donald Trump came in with the right to try. Here's a doctor that says, listen, it works. It absolutely works. Ivermectin works. Hydroxychloroquine in Africa, we've been using it for millennia. We actually use it preventatively when we go into malaria or disease-ridden areas. The doctors use it preventatively, right? It works. She's just speaking the truth. So what is it really about here? It's an attack on the truth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, but like, it's just, it blows my mind because getting into this conversation about the I word that we're not supposed to say that we're gonna continue saying, which is ivermectin, uh, at least on YouTube, they get very, very angry when they hear that word. But again, to your point, Yaku, um, Ivermectin is given to people, to, to foreign travelers when they come into this country um, as preventative measure. But, um, you know, like, 
Many, many doctors use medication for off-label usage. I believe it's like 20% mm -hmm. of medication that is prescribed in this country is prescribed. Technically, it is an off-label use. It happens all the time. Yeah. They just pick and choose which ones they want to come down on because it's all a political game. I don't understand how some Right, you can't get this. ivermectin or these, uh, these anal, what is it, mono chloral antibodies, mm -hmm. I can't yeah, really say it, but antibodies, antibodies, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, especially not, you guys are screwed because you're white men, so <laughs> yeah. you definitely can't get the monoclonal. Yeah, but like like Yaku said, I mean, these things are tested and true for years mm -hmm. and we can't get them, but you know what? I bet if I asked for pain pills or if I asked for, um, mm -hmm. you know, the ADHD medication, they'd slap me with really high dosage right away. Yeah, well, but the listen, world, world to be fair, organization put a moratorium. some of us need the pain pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Your back well, especially those who are <laughs> But you know, the World Health Organization put a moratorium on, on on hydroxychloroquine, we go, oh, well, it's only for the elite. Why would you want to protect it? Why would you want to have mm -hmm. any of it? You want it to control a solution. For who? Who, who was going to get to get it? You know, for the, for, for the political elite, the political class. Look, these things have worked forever. There's no money to be made in ivermectin. That's the issue, okay? Mm -hmm. There's no money to be made in hydroxychloroquine. That is the issue, yep. right? Yep. You buy it for nothing in Mexico City. Yep. You buy it for nothing in Johannesburg, South Africa, all right? That's the issue here, is they needed to control the narrative. You create the problem. This is Sun Tzu, and, and this is Robert Kiyosaki. You, f you fund both sides of the war, then you're the champion. Yeah. You create the problem, and you fund the solution. And you sit like the fat cat, who they are, sitting up top and go, hey, we stoked the fire with the problem, we got the solution. Anything in between that can break the flow, we're going to outlaw. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just as a, a, another shred of evidence here that um, you're not crazy when you're reading all of this stuff about uh, COVID-19 vaccines and complications in pregnancy. There's another doctor in Alberta who um, was ordered to leave his Alberta hospital for treating three COVID patients with ivermectin. He actually had been informed of 86 stillbirths in Waterloo, Ontario between January and July. He said normally it's only five or six stillbirths every year. So one stillbirth every two months is the usual rate. So they got 86 stillbirths in six months. By the way, they have confirmation from the report that all of those mothers of the 86 stillbirths were fully vaccinated. I'm just saying, guys, you got to connect the dots, okay? You got to connect the dots. Uh, all right, we've got to take a break, but first we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. And uh, if there's one thing, I mean, look, Joe Biden is not good at anything, but if we want to try to pinpoint, just like, let's give him some credit. He's good at this one thing. It's making us all feel like we got to stock up on guns and ammunition. All right, so he's great at that, but unfortunately this has caused prices for those things to jump 300%. And uh, a bunch of law-abiding gun owners are like, this is too expensive. Everything is way too expensive right now. Thanks, Joe. Now I have to stop training. Don't do that, all right? You've got iTarget Pro to help you out with that. iTarget Pro is going, going to allow you to dry fire practice with your firearm, whatever caliber it is, in the comfort, safety, and privacy of your own home. And by the way, the most important part of this is that it is going to pay for itself in one use, just in what you're going to save in not only ammunition, but range fees as well. You can download their app, you load the laser bullet into your firearm, it is as cool as it sounds, and you can start your training experience. So you're gonna dry fire over and over and over again, as you guys can see who are watching the program. 
They've got the target right there, and you're going to see how well you're doing. It's going to help you develop muscle memory. You can sharpen your target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. We all know every gun is different. Your trigger pull is different. you got to learn your gun and stay sharp with it. All right, You can go to itargetpro.com right now. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code NEWS. That is uh, 10% off and free shipping with offer code NEWS over at itargetpro.com. Now convicted sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell has ended her fight to protect the identities of eight John Doe's who were named in a civil lawsuit filed by uh, accuser Virginia, how do you say her last name, Yaku? Roberts Guffrey. Okay, Guffrey. Virginia Roberts Guffrey. This is according to court documents filed last week. Yaku, uh, uh, you're like, this. you're the guy to go to for all of this information. So break it down for us and tell us what it means. Yeah, what's, look, this is the last hurrah because the state was not going to make a unilateral deal with Ghislaine because she did offer the black book. Judge Nathan sealed the black book. This is a final straw because her her defense wants to go with questioning the jury, right? Keeping mm-hmm. them in question and ask for a mistrial. I don't think that's going to happen. So this is it. But, but the, the problem you ha- have here is Virginia... Guffrey filed the suit against Prince Andrew and these others. We now need to see whether they will actually call upon them to come into a court of law. I say no. I say they don't. Mm -hmm. I I say they're going to find a plea deal for these folks outside of the court. I don't think the American public sees these people go onto the witness stand and actually be cross-examined. They wouldn't even let Guffrey testify. Right. In, in the last trial. Yeah, they've been stonewalling them every Absolutely. step of the way. She wasn't even allowed to testify. And she's the number one witness right. in this whole situation. And she could not testify. Right. And so and that and that was on the hands of of Comey, the prosecutor, mm, who's right. Comey's daughter yeah. from the so loved FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing right? to see here. Why should that be the prosecutor? <laughs> Nothing to see here. No, let's just let's just load load the team. Now, I don't think much comes from it, unfortunately. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah, Aldo. Well, let me ask you this. Is Prince Philip losing his title? Was it Prince Philip? Andrew. Prince, Prince Andrew. He was just stripped of his titles, right, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Was he stripped of those because of the accusations themselves? Or does that actually point to something possibly good coming out of it, that he no, might be convicted? No, he, he was stripped because of the blemish on the family. Mm-hmm. Okay. The family had to take action. And that was the family saying, bad you. Yeah. Bad you. Wink, wink, behind the scenes. Are they taking his inheritance? Are they right. taking what, you know, uh, the, his privileges and his rights? So we'll see. Andrew is the one who's in hot water because Guffrey sued him outside of the statute of limitations. Mm. So he's one that maybe, hopefully, they press him and he's a coward. So if they ever get him on a witness stand and you cross-examine him, I mean, he'll spill guts faster than you can mm. imagine, right? Because he's royalty. He's not, that guy in prison, that, that doesn't gel, <laughs> right? Okay, that doesn't gel. But getting him here, getting him into the box, getting him cross-examined, that's the key. If he goes, maybe someone else goes. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, because the, the, the suit was directly to him outside of the statute of limitations, that was only open for a little window. And because she went for the gusto there, I'm telling you, is why they silenced her. She yeah. should have been a witness in the trial, right? And yeah. that trial should have been public, by the way. But, yeah. I'm sure that it's just all coincidence that all of this of happened and yeah. it wasn't public. And dropping, the char- else, yeah. dropping the charges on the, on, the, on the guards that fell right. asleep. Right, right, like, uh, right. Yeah, that, it's just, it's all oopsies. It's all just a big misunderstanding and coincidence uh, if you're stupid. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's got, she's got names now. There's nothing. Thank you. 
All right. I, this is the part of the program where I tell you to uh, go to wherever you get your audio podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. But honestly, I'm just very distracted by uh, the you, you guys, gentlemen. You'll notice that Glenn Beck is on the, this. Is he's on my thumbnail mm-hmm. of my of my podcast. He is up there in the upper left hand corner. Can you remember the last time Glenn Beck was on my show? Uh, I was actually on the same day, I think. It's, so it's a long time ago. A very long time. Over a year and a half. Glenn. Ago. Come on, Glenn. You're on the thumbnail. You've got to show up every <laughs> once in a while. All right. Uh, so, all right. Distraction over. Uh, so if you go subscribe, rate, and review, review the show. If you give us a nice review, you may see it read live on air like the one today from Mama JD 56 who says, five stars, a daily must. I absolutely love the show. Sarah, you rock, and your guest rotation is fantastic. I listen every day, and if I miss one, I catch up. Keep up the great work. Well, we appreciate it always. Um, make sure that you follow both of these gentlemen uh, on social media. Make sure that you subscribe to the Yakubuyans show. And uh, hopefully I will be back tomorrow, I think. I don't know. They may see this episode and they'll be like, Sarah, you can't come back until you're better. Nah, you're but tough. we'll see. We'll see. Thanks, guys, for joining me. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.